Hello and welcome to this week's Next Sense Institute podcast. My name is Trudy Smith and I am your host for today. Really looking forward to this conversation. This lady has a really interesting story to tell. So I'm talking today to Nesha Sariki. And Nesha, can you please introduce yourself to our audience? Hi, my name is Nesha Sariki and I have a profound hearing loss. I wear two cochlear implants and I'm a second year student studying industrial design at Western Sydney University. I got a new job at iCare and my role is product quality and product recovery. And Nesha, you had a really tough decision to make last week, didn't you? Because this wasn't the only job offer that you had. No, so I actually got a lot of um, into like a lot of like offers from multiple companies, like small design companies to big companies, for example, IKEA and Apple. Those two were what I came down to and had to decide which one I wanted. And it, not gonna lie, I do wish I could have a chance of the Apple, but then I said, well, if I choose Apple, I'm gonna wish I had the chance of IKEA. So it's just, it's not, it depends on like what I want exactly. And with IKEA, it was more design and cool, like working my way up when I finished uni, that was a better option for me. Whereas Apple is just more just retail and customer service. And I wanted to branch out away from it. That's why I applied for other jobs to get away from customer service. That was my previous job. And yeah, sticks with IKEA. I just love that you haven't even finished your degree yet and you're in high demand already. That's that just such a testament to the skills that you must have. Have you always wanted to do this kind of work, even in high school? Actually, I actually never thought of myself actually working during uni. Like, I had no confidence. So back then, was I was very insecure ever since I left Garth of Barwick because that school was, like, I felt like it was a family. We were really safe with each other. The friendship we had, they were literally like siblings. And I even talked to some of them till this day, and we found each other, and it's really nice. And, um, yeah, like, I lost confidence in myself. The schools that I went to didn't give me the right support. I got bullied a lot because of my disability, my ethnicity, and just that I'm different. I'm not an academic person. I'm more into creativity. I'm more into other things of a different side of a school. And my teachers used to support me a lot, which um, was good. It was just more of the school wasn't satisfying me and I was getting really bored quickly and Garth Byron knew this. Like all the teachers, if they listen to this, they will know me. I used to finish my homework really quick in my classwork and I used to sit there, look at my teachers and be like, I'm done. What should I do next? So my teachers always had a constant battle with trying to give me the right education and get me pushing and thinking outside of the box. And the final school that I'm, I'm in school five times because I was not happy with it. And my parents were struggling to find the right school for me, especially with my disability needs. Like, for example, I may sound perfectly not disabled or um, I may not look like it. I hide my hair with it. I have long hair. Um, so it was really hard. So finding the school was a big challenge for my parents too. And it was actually mentally draining for them as well because they were really stressed going, how is Nisha going to survive? Nisha needs to be independent. Nisha needs to be able to make money and be stable, but also enjoy her job. Because that's a, that's a huge thing. And, you know, studying and, you know, just want me to grow as a person and not limit myself with my disability. And what happened was in year 11, I actually got called from Akaklia and you would see on their website to do the Malala conference event where I had to, I get to meet her and talk about experiences with her. And I got to ask a question to Mama globally, lively um, in the conference. And I was so nervous that day. 
like I was shaking. I was like, oh my God, that's my question. I didn't know my question was going to be popped up. So it was between me, three clients and one of them would be selected, which was me. And just seeing my question come up and mind you, my sister came as well and I had no idea. So we didn't know that we were in the same event. And afterwards she called me and she's like, I'm here. She's like, what? You're in the Malala event? And I was like, wait, this you came? And so it was like, a huge change and her response actually got me inspired I'm like you know what she went through so much like I did but she went through a lot more than I did obviously but her motivation and her way of thinking going all these bad things happened to me however I'm not going to let it stop me from pursuing my dreams and I've always loved design since I was a kid and that moment in year 11 and studying HSC I knew exactly what I wanted to do but I was just unsure what course to do, you know, and the support from my parents, I really appreciate them. I love them a lot. They helped me find what I want to do, which is where I am at now. What question did you ask Malala? My question to Malala is, what message of hope can I give to these children to help them realise they can be everything they want to be? Her response was, if you don't consider it as a weakness, say the first step of overcoming it. No matter what you are, no matter what you have, no matter what issues you've been through, you can achieve anything in your life. You have nothing to worry about. Be everything you can be. And that response literally describes what I went through. And that moment, she just, she's the reason why I found what I wanted to do and pushed like my motivation and confidence in myself. And she's amazing. And it's on their website on um, YouTube. You can actually have a look and watch the video. I'm in there. All right. Well, we will we will put that link in the show notes so that people can find it. But Nesha, what I love about that question is you aren't just asking this for you. You're asking it for the community. Of course, yeah. So what I wanted to do was I wanted the people to realise, like, what I went through is not just me. A lot of people went through this too. And I've spoken to my friends from Gotham Barrick and they went through similar things too. So what I wanted to do was I wanted to make sure that it's inclusive to everyone, even though everyone has their own type of disability, different needs, different journey they went through. But I wanted to make sure, like, everyone was included. Yeah, no, I, I think that, that selfless, that, that's why your question was asked because you weren't, it wasn't just about you, it was about the whole community. And, and I think that's probably why companies are targeting you because you think globally about other people. It's not just about you and how can you continue to inspire? I think that's um, a really powerful message. That's really impressive. Talk to me about, so obviously after a message like that, you just overcome barriers now. You wouldn't see them as barriers anymore, but opportunities to overcome. Yeah, exactly. So what happened was in HSC, I literally blocked everything around me, like friendship, going out, um, you know, started dating boys, but just I was just too busy. I was like, I need to focus on my career. Like that was my mindset. And I was like, boys can come later. I'm only 18 back there. I was like, it's fine. So um, I just focused on studying. I had a, my uncle who tutored me for five days a week for three hours and he helped me with my maths because I am atrocious at maths. English, I can do it, but maths is a big no. So that really helps, like, studying a lot. You know, my uncle's, like, you know, my uncle's, my parents, my family, my sisters, my brother-in-law, they all just kept convincing me, though, they should just try your best. It doesn't matter what ATAR you have, as long as you try, that is enough. And actually, I actually got really good high marks in English, math, R and DT, especially R and DT. I got full marks. I got a like a band DT? design technology so it's um it's uh like woodwork and like you know 
technology and like, you know, make products. There's a bit of design. That's why I chose that. Because that's what actually kind of pushed me to more design. Because when I was doing that major, I actually made a major based on cochlear implants. And I decided to make a kit that is easy for them to understand how to use the cochlear implants and something to just store away that is not too heavy as well. And I got, I made my own booklet, information booklet. I drew it all up and wrote it all down. It's visual. The words are big enough to read and it's simple. Because what I realized was the original cochlear boxes, the books are like non-English. Like they're very complicated and usually you're just reading through the images, but you can't really see them. And I actually asked some of my, my friends from Gothenburg, I said, hey, what do you think of this? And they loved it. And it was really good. And I made a survey as well, taking pictures of it, asking what the Cockney group chats on Facebook, which is global. They loved it. And that, all of that support I got around me, I was like, you know what? Why don't I design inclusive products? Why don't I do products for disability community and bring them into ordinary products rather than separating them? And I said to my dad, I want to do design. I want to design products. Where are there courses we can do? And I looked through and there was UTS and um, Western Sydney. There was UNSW, but it was too far for me. And I just realized like, how am I going to get there back home and do my assignments and studying? Like I have to think about distance as well. And I ended up in Western Sydney, which was, I really, I really liked it. And I'm really happy. And I love my teachers there. They're amazing. They're very supportive. Um, they have this thing called AIP, it's an academic integration program, which is what they make sure um, that you, you, do, you um, clarify what disability you have and what needs you meet. For example, do you need a note taker in your class? Do you need recorded um, classes? Do you need um, captions in your class? You know, it just goes on, like extra time for exams. And I tell them what I would like and we give them a try and we can always change it if we don't like it. And it's really good, like, I mean, second year of uni and it's going really well. And I'm really happy with that uni. It just sounds like you've had a really great support network all the way through your life with your family and, and education, now that you've found the right space and, and that support, you've had really good support around you. Yeah, and, like, when I look back, I remember saying to myself, I wish Gus Bug had a high school. But then again, when I think of it now, I'm like, if there was a high school, I would not have this experience where facing challenges of different types of people, people who may not like me because I'm, I'm different or, you know, my teacher's not understanding me and I'm realising there's not, not enough awareness towards disability and that people don't need to look physically really disabled in order to have a disability. Some of them are internal and we don't know unless you actually hang out with them, spend time with them. And I thought that what I did through those five schools, I actually break that barrier and I actually taught them a lot about and then when I look back on their website, they're actually doing stuff with disability now. And I was like, oh, wow. So my presence has changed people's perspective of what they're doing around them. And I want to continue. And that's why I worked with Cochlear and try to spread awareness with um, the disability. And I've also did two talks at Garfield Barwick as well, one with the children and one with the parents. And the parents one, I think I made a big change because my dad and I, we spoke about it. And we were guiding the parents from U5 and U6 students into mainstream schools. And I was telling them my experiences, what you need to check. And my parents were telling me their experiences as a parent and what they were looking at. And it was a really game changer. And like the parents really appreciated us. And they, you know, one girl had the same experience as me and she moved school five times before Garth Barrick. Wow. And now she has to leave Garth Barrick because, you know, it doesn't continue after U6. It, 
I just got goosebumps when she said that to me. I was like, oh my God, this girl went through the same thing as me. And that's when I, that was in year 10. So I was very young. And that's, so from year 10 to year 12, it was a big game changer for me. I was learning so much through my disability, self-confidence, self-love, realizing around me, people are, there are people out there who have experienced the same things as us. And you just got to find them. And you've got to find the right people and it takes time. It doesn't come like very quick. And I've realized that through my journey. Absolutely. I think it's, look, it's a powerful journey. And I, that's one of the reasons that we've been talking this year about lived experience to, to just remind people that you're not alone, that the battles that you're experiencing, you aren't the first person to have those. And there are people who've survived and overcome them. And here's some yeah. strategies for that. And I feel like by you being, you and your dad spending time with families and students is just one of the ways you can give back and, and help those younger people. And you're talking with me today. And the future work that you're going to be doing, it's so exciting. Yeah, and I've actually found the passion with all those events that I've done. I even did a talk at Cochlear and that's how I got my very first job. My first job was actually at Cochlear and it was really cool. And it was like a little uh, work experience, you know how you have to do work screen intense. So I did that and that was a really good insight for me. I was like, ooh, like there's designers at Cochlear. There's people who make products with disability. And that really inspired me to find my passion for design. And I just loved how, like, my journey was so sad at the beginning and then it became a beautiful thing at the end. And I feel like it's going to – I just keep a positive mindset and just think for the best. Like, any downside, it's just part of my journey. It's a challenge. That's how I face it. And, yeah, it's just a big change. And I think that's the answer to my next question is what advice would you give to a deaf and hard of hearing teenager in school thinking about their future is just overcome each barrier as they come? Do you have any, you want to yeah, elaborate on that for me? Yeah. Of course. So I just want these people to know that no matter what you have, no matter what needs you are, if those friends, those teachers, those people around you do not make you happy, that is a sign. And if they don't respect your disability, that's actually an advantage. Other people don't have that. So they don't know if these people are good to you or they actually care for you. So that's what I've learned. So my disability actually challenges to see their true colours. And those people who respect you and treat you the way you want to be, keep those people close to you because they, those people actually value you and they love you and they want you to grow. And no one should stop you, especially um, at such a young age, a lot of friendship changes constantly because of society, influence, school, all that. Like, don't feel like your friends are going to happen right now. It took me almost 19 years to find good friends now. Like, I just found my friends right now. I'm 20 years old. And it took me a long time. But it's going to be okay. Like, your journey will come to you. Like, the things you want to happen, all you have to do is have confidence in yourself, love yourself, and have dedication. And if you keep your head towards where you want to go, instead of looking backwards, that will keep you from growing. I can't improve on that message. That is the most beautiful way to finish a podcast that we've had in a long time, Nesha. It's been such yeah. a delight to talk to you. We wish you every success at IKEA and your future studies. Thank you so much for talking to me today. No worries. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for listening this year and being with us through all of these conversations. We're going to be taking a Christmas holiday break and we will be back with you in the first week of February. So look after yourselves, take care, and we look forward to continuing the conversation in 2022.